of Left Side Heavy, the podcast, a part of the Blue Wire Hustle Network. I'm your host, Jevin LaFave, and today I'm bringing back on my boy, Hayden Barton. I think he's getting into his fifth appearance now. I'm not, I kind of lost count, but how you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, it's going, it's going. It's uh, that time where you usually, you know, kind of bring me on. It's football talk. It's what I'm used to. It's uh, It's what I love. Yes, sir. We are diving into the 2021 NFL mock draft today. We are giving you guys a little taste of what we will go through, and we'll kind of speed on as it gets into the latter half of the draft, but we'll try and keep this as entertaining as possible for you listeners. But, yeah, honestly, the first half of this draft, I kind of had a pretty good idea of what I was doing, but then the later half, I just went with team needs and – kind of winged it so it'll be interesting i mean that's all you can do right yeah i'm like it's so hard with a bunch of teams because who are you to think that you're you know what they're gonna do right like any sort of trades that happen is basically you're pulling it out of your ass and just hoping for the best but exactly it's just all hope and all luck at this point now yeah (laughs) um Yeah, so there's a rule that was passed before we kind of get into the mock draft, but the player numbers, briefly, QB, kickers, punters, 1 to 19, running backs and receivers, 1 to 49, 80 to 89, DBs, also 1 to 49, linebackers, 1 to 59, 90 to 99, and the linemen are 50 to 79, and the D-line are 90 to 99. What are What's your opinion on the loosened up rules regarding player numbers and everything like that honestly i love this and i see a bunch of teams posting about how oh if we had this player you know they could have wore their college number like a lot of people i see not even just because i'm a saints fan but a lot of people are like oh how do you see reggie bush and not think of number five you know and then it's like a lot of people oh like Derrick Henry, do I go number two this year? Alvin Kamara, do I go number six this year? Yeah. It's like Odell number three. Odell number three, right? And uh, it's just like, that would be sick. But are you kidding me? Do I have to buy another Alvin Kamara jersey? No. Nah, like... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a retro. Like, that's an antique. You could, like, yeah. sell that. Literally, if I get this signed, this shit will be worth. If they're during the time, maybe thousands. You yeah. Know? So it, it's exciting. <laughs> I love I, I love seeing this. And do you see like the one person who it's kind of pissing off right now? Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. That that's a big shock. I don't understand why. Like I don't even on not just Tom Brady. I don't understand anyone who gets pissed about it. Like, what's yeah. the big deal? I don't like. I've never understood that. I think it's. I always, even back in my days, like. 20 like 14 playing Madden I'm like why can't I be like number six if I'm a receiver like I always wondered that like why why can't I be whatever number but now this just this just makes it easier it there's also kind of relating it to something else but also not NHL it's like you got to come in with suits Whereas the NBA and NFL, you can kind of wear whatever the hell you want coming into games. So it gives them a chance to show off their personality, all that sorts of stuff. I kind of relate that to the loosened 
numbers in the NFL. It kind of gives them a chance to show uh, wear a jersey and have a reason why they chose it. And it kind of sh- it gives them a little bit of their own flair. So yeah, I I like the rule change. I've heard a bunch of people saying like, "What's the point?" Like, I hate it. Blah 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 blah. I don't understand what the hate is, but yeah. No, I'm happy. I'm happy it went through. Yeah, no, I don't get the hate for it. Like, I would love, just because it's Derrick Henry, I would love to see him in a number two. Like, I just because of how much of a horse he was at Alabama, number two, like, that was, that made Derrick Henry Derrick Henry, in my opinion. And it goes for the same with anyone, you know, like you said, Odell, or what about even Justin Jefferson, right? You know, they made those numbers in college and why are quarterbacks the only people that get to wear that number one through 19 and be kind of happy with how they wore it in uh, college, but can't come over to wear it or they can come over to wear it in the NFL, but no one else can. So yeah, I like this rule change. I really do. It's going to be weird to see if like a linebacker chooses number eight or like number one. Because I'm so used to seeing... Honestly, but I thought he's sick, right? Like, they're the they're the quarterback of the defense, if you think about yeah. it, right? Like, well, the middle linebacker, like, so, I'm, essentially. Yeah, like, I'm going to enjoy it. It's just, it's going to be weird to see. It's going to... Because yeah. in college, you see it a lot. Players on Georgia, they're wearing, like, number six, and they're, like, an edge rusher. And it's like, yeah. it's like that's weird. Yeah, no, I know what you but, mean. But no, I'm excited. Jadavion Clowney wearing seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it. It also might kind of give them each player their own like some sort of confidence in a way. It's like, hey, I'm back to the days where I was dominated in this jersey number. Maybe it gives them like some sort of placebo. Yeah, it's like, and then they just like have career years throughout the board. That this is gonna be an exciting year, especially. Okay with the players coming out of this draft. But one quick thing, Julian Edelman, Alex Smith, and as of today, Sean Lee, they all announced their retirement. Julian Edelman was a few weeks ago, but it wasn't in the right sort of topic of conversation from what I was covering. So what are your thoughts on those three players announcing retirements? And I don't believe I missed any other players, but forgive me if I did. But... (laughs) As of those three, they announced their retirement. And I think all three great careers. Julian Edelman, I give I can understand both ways, whether Hall of Fame or not, but regardless, he had he's one of the most clutch receivers in NFL history, especially in the playoffs. Alex Smith, he kind of didn't have any sort of exciting flashes or whatever but he was a number one pick and he had a pretty steady career unfortunately that gruesome leg injury did him dirty but and then sean lee he was a good uh linebacker for dallas but unfortunately a ton of injuries kind of hampered him from being the best version of himself but yeah what are your uh, inputs quickly on these three players announcing retirement i feel like they all came at the right time, you know, they're all getting into that age where it's, it's just telling them, you know, your body doesn't like this anymore. You gotta, you gotta just throw in the towel. And Julian Elliman, 
I know there's like a lot of questions going around like Hall of Famer or not. He's a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. You know, he won three Super Bowls. He won an MVP for a reason. He's a great player. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know. That's not up to me, right? But he definitely deserves to be in Canton, Ohio. Alex Smith, I don't know, like one of the most clutch quarterbacks of all time. You know, there was that game where he was playing in San Francisco and he uh, beat beat my Saints in like 30 seconds. And that was not fun. But, (laughs) you know, there's the days in Kansas City, he's like Patrick Mahomes is. I, I don't know. Uh, like, he's yeah. the one that taught Patty Mahomes everything that he knows. You know, he was that that guy to look up to. And then coming back from that leg injury this year, yeah, insane, absolutely yeah. insane. And then Sean Lee, great linebacker, solid all around. But you know, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. So what are you gonna yeah. do about it? Yeah, exactly. All right, dude, let's dive in to the thick of things. It's time for the Hayden Barton, Jevin LaFave, left side heavy 2021 NFL mock draft 1.0. It's going to be hilarious how many of these picks are going to be wrong on my end. I'm going to tell you that for free right now. <laughs> Hayden, you got a lot more knowledge than me. I'm kind of just getting into like fresh prospects coming out of college. I That was never honestly my thing, but I'm happy I did this because it got it got my feet wet a bit and it got me a little bit more excited for the draft because now I can see how somewhat accurate I was, but I was telling mm-hmm. my dad outside of the top six, cause I feel like I'm going to land like over half of these picks. Oh, because, oh, for sure. Cause it's almost like surefire. If I get more than two picks, right. I am going to streak around my neighborhood with, <laughs> I'm, with I'm your just it. your Edelman yeah. shirt or your Edelman yeah. jersey on, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do inappropriate things. Like it's <laughs> it's gonna be crazy, but no, I'm excited. So to start, I will give you the honors. It's almost certain that the first three picks are locked in. So I'm gonna say right here. Do we both agree that Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson go one two? Yep. All right. So we will start at number three for you. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, we'll just we'll start here. Trevor Lawrence has been one of the highest touted quarterbacks since Andrew Luck. He's yep. almost been consensus number one since he gave was birthed. So <laughs> he's honestly like, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been the consensus number one. There's not really much else to say. He has everything. He can do everything. He can make all the throws. He has a stature to be a good quarterback. Zach Wilson, he started making some heat, especially from his pro day, making that. Oh, yeah, that one run insane throw. throw. Yeah. yeah, running left and then throwing right to the pylon, like 60-yard pass. Like It was surreal. That almost locked him in at number two for sure, but he was slowly making some heat up to number two anyway. There were some rumors that the Jets liked him and all yeah. that. So Zach Wilson at two. So I'll let you start it off at number three for the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Well, there's been a lot of chit chatter around, especially today, what I saw about uh, the 49ers not liking Justin Fields. And a lot of it has to do with um, not really managing. You know, they don't need a flashy quarterback. They need a game manager. And someone who's a game manager and top prospect 
Mac Jones. I agree. I have Mac Jones going to San Francisco as well. To be nice. honest, I don't understand the hype around Mac Jones. I think he should be outside of the top 10. I don't – like, I just – first of all, Alabama quarterbacks have never really had success. You know, A.J. McCarron, Jalen Hurts and Tua pending. You know, pending. Tua didn't really get a good chance in Miami. He was like – it was just a weird year. I'm not at all giving up on Tua. I still think he can be a really good quarterback. Jalen Hurts showed a lot. But, I don't know, Mac Jones, for some reason – I don't know. I just, I think he'll, I really hope I'm wrong. And I think he'll have like a decent career, but I don't know if he's worth the top three pick, but what, what are your well, thoughts? Let, let me say about this, right? With Mac Jones, think about who he had on Alabama, right? He had Najee Harris, he had Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. Okay. Yeah. Now you think about San Francisco, think about how many running backs they have yeah. and then how many wide receivers they have. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk showing that he's a receiver. George Kittle is top three tight end in the league. Yeah. And even Debo Samuel and any other San Francisco offensive player you want to put on there. Yeah. All Mac Jones needs to do is hand it off and make the right throw. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's a great, uh, great coach for that reason. And I think Mac Jones just fits there. Whereas Justin Fields, I'm not saying like he's too athletic. But I'm I'm thinking in my mind, Justin Fields just it doesn't fit the 49ers system. And Mac Jones, I've heard, is one of the more pro ready quarterbacks in this draft. Exactly. So I can understand that. It's just I don't know. I I th- I think one of my third ranked quarterback is Trey Lance, just because <laughs> even if he is a project quarterback, I still think he needs one or two years behind. I still think he'll have. He has so many tangibles that you can't, like, you can't really teach. You know, like, yeah, he has some inaccuracy problems, but that, you know, look at Josh Allen. He had accuracy problems, but oh, exactly. he was top five MVP. But, yeah, we both agree Mac Jones. I would have gone Justin Fields, but to each their own. I'm That's why they're in the NFL draft, and I'm sitting in my room. Having trouble connecting <laughs> to Wi-Fi, so. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Atlanta at number four. Now there's a lot of rumors of them moving out of the number four spot, mm-hmm. or picking a QB, but I think they're gonna do neither of that, and I think they're gonna pick tight end Kyle Pitts coming out of Florida. I had the Patriots trading up to number four, but then I scratched that off and realized that Patriots never move up. If anything, they go backwards. So, I think Atlanta is staying at number four and picking Kyle Pitts, one of the top three prospects in the entire draft. He's like he's a machine, absolutely. So, and it's a team need for Atlanta. I don't think I think Matt Ryan has a few good quality years in him, so I think they can attack a QB either later in the draft or in the following years. So I think they're going to go Kyle Pitts from Florida. And honestly, when I was writing this draft, I wanted to put Kyle Pitts here, but everything was leaning towards 
not doing it until today, until I saw that there might be moving on from Julio Jones by June 2nd. And I think, how could you do that? You know, how could you move on from literally your best player? You know, he's been there the whole year. I don't see them doing that. And I don't see them choosing Kyle Pitts if they actually move on from Julio Jones. They have Hayden Hurst. They're okay. What they do need is a defensive end slash edge rusher, and they're going to pick the best edge rusher in this draft, and it's Quiddy Pay. Interesting. I don't see why people are counting out Hayden Hurst. It wasn't like he had a bad year. Matt Ryan just likes throwing it to anyone. They could also go even running back, you know, like Mike Davis. I also wanted to think about Najee Harris going to the Falcons, but you don't see a lot of Falcons running backs being drafted in the first round. So that's why I went with Quiddy Pay. My one thing with um, that is that Kyle Pitts is such – he's almost counted as a receiver rather than a tight end. So 100%. I think So I think even if they do move on from Julio, they have a player and they can still keep Hayden Hurst. They can throw two tight end sets or keep him at tight end and move Kyle Pitts out to receiver. Like – He's just that type of athletic, so that's why I have him at four. But it's interesting to see Atlanta picking him at four and not trading back because I feel like they can afford to do that. With an they could, here. and this, like, like you said, this is why we're in our bedrooms talking yeah. shit when they're in the draft board on Thursday, <laughs> getting, going yeah, getting paid to do this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, dude. Who do you have at number five for Cincinnati? Number five, let's not make this complicated. I don't care if Jamar Chase is ready to go. I know he's Joe Burrow's buddy, but you're not going to have a Joe Burrow if you don't have a line. And Panay Suell, I don't care that his arms are 33 inches. This guy's a beast. Yeah. An absolute he's, beast. Yeah, 6'6", 330. Oh, my God. He, yeah. moves, he moves so fast. So yeah. this guy is just a freak. Yeah. Bengals just protect Joe Burrow, yeah. please. Okay. I I am with you on that. Penny Sewell. We'll make this quick. Penny Sewell to Cincy. Because like you said, you're not gonna have a Joe Burrow for much longer if you can't protect him. Because look what happened with Andrew Luck. He had no O line. They draft one guy called and his name is Quentin Nelson. Already a future Hall of Famer as soon as he got drafted. And that offensive line turned into a top five offensive line within two years. So you drafted a guy like Penny Sewell, and next thing you know, if it wasn't for Andrew Luck retiring, Colts could have gone to a couple Super Bowls by now because oh, of Andrew they Luck. could have. Yeah. So I think Penny Sewell is the right pick here. You got to protect your quarterback and your Penny Sewell. Yeah. All right. Miami at number six. I feel like this is kind of, the worst kept secret in town. I think they're going with Jamari Chase, wide receiver, LSU. I think they need to shore up that wide receiver core. Will Fuller, who knows how many games he's going to play. He's not. Well, he's already missing one. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he's not a core piece to this team. He was a late addition through a trade. Tua, you need to give him all the weapons he can because I do still think he has potential to be a star in this league. I agree. And what else then? The he could have been the best receiver coming out of last year's draft and already a stacked oh, wide receiver 100%. class. And so I think no doubt Jamar Chase to Miami. I I love your angle about receiver, but when you have 
when you have someone who knows or uh, not knows, but when you have someone as good and as sure as Devonta Smith, I don't care if people are saying Jalen Waddle's better. Devonta Smith won a Heisman for a reason. He is clearly, I think, the best receiver in this class. And you got to give Tua the best receiver, in, in my opinion, at least. And that's Devonta Smith. So you have Devonta Smith going to Miami? I have Devonta Smith going to Miami. All right. Number seven, Detroit. Uh, Detroit, they need a lot of positions. You know, you yeah. could really almost go anywhere with this one. I was really switching between receiver, but they have, they have like B, maybe C tier receivers. They have a weird offensive line, but their defense is so bad. And Micah Parsons, Penn State, this guy is a beast. He, he almost reminds me of Isaiah Simmons just because of how freakish he is. But uh, I give me Micah Parsons to the to the Lions. All right. I'm going a completely different route. Hmm. And the QB now in Detroit is a guy by the name of Jared Goff. And yeah. when he – his best asset back in L.A. was a guy named Cooper Cup. And mm-hmm. – he was a player who could do almost everything. He was a burner. He was good after the catch. He was a little he wasn't the biggest. He was he's what, five ten, five eleven? Something very, very speedster, can run a slant and then can outrun you after, get you some yards after the catch. That's why I think they are going after the number one receiver in Alabama prior to getting hurt. Jalen oh, Waddle, from, yeah. from Alabama. Give him a player. He is. He has comparisons to Tyreek Hill, for God's sakes. And Tyreek Hill is top five receiver in this league. So I think Jalen Waddle. I think his injury benefited Devontae Smith because I don't think Devontae Smith has that Heisman if Jalen Waddle isn't hurt. So fair enough. Because Jalen Waddle. According from podcasts I've listened to, he was the number one receiver on Alabama going into last year. He had four straight 120 yard plus games, and then he went out with that ankle injury. And then Devontae Smith went god mode and took over. Very true. So I think Jalen Waddle to Detroit, he's gonna come back hungrier than ever. Give him a player similar to what Jared Goff had in LA, kind of like Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle to Detroit. That's totally valid. And I, I agree with that too. Like I said, there's so many positions Detroit can go. Yeah. It's just what do they want to attack? All right. Number eight. My I get to go first. The first trade in the twenty twenty one NFL draft. Okay. The Washington football team are trading up to number eight and taking Trey Lance from North Dakota State University. You know, Taylor Heineke, he looked good in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But I think you need to get a project quarterback who can kind of learn from the man himself, Ryan Fitzmagic. And I think, especially with a guy by the name of Terry McLaurin, Trey Lance will do nothing but succeed because he can do everything Taylor Heineke can do and more. 
That's fair. Yes, he only played 17 games, but he threw no picks and he he threw for 28 touchdowns and rushed for 16. He has a bomb of an arm. Accuracy, you can work a little on bit that. Off. Yeah. You can work on that though. That's something that That's what's training yeah. camps for. Yeah. Exactly. And you know who else had accuracy problems? Guy by the name of Josh Allen. He gave him a receiver, <laughs> and this guy gets in the top five MVP voting. So I think Washington football team trades up to number eight to get Trey Lance. And I have to shout out Chris Sims for doing that because I watched his mock draft before this, and it made too much sense not to follow along. And I think Carolina is in a position where they can trade back and get a player that they need. And that is totally valid. I just – I look at who is drafting, and I don't see anyone who would draft Trey Lance before the Panthers to pass up on clearly the best cornerback prospect in Caleb Farley. So give me Panthers, Caleb Farley. I, I Another position they, they do back. need. Another. Exactly. So. Exactly. I could see them trading back, but I could also see them just saying, Caleb Farley's right there. Yeah. No one's picking this guy and he's clearly the most dominant, the the best play recognizer of any cornerback. You know, it, there's it, it's either him or in my opinion JC Horn. Yeah. And those are probably the top 2 at least for my corners. So yeah, give me Panthers, stay in their position, but I really like your Washington angle because who knows if the quarterback will be gone. Who knows if the Falcons draft Lance, or if they draft Fields, and then they feel pressured to trade up. So, I like it. All right, number nine, Denver. Who do you got? Now, this one I kind of hate putting in there, but uh, apparently, apparently, owner, or not, uh, yeah, no, owner, and uh, what was GM, you know, the legend himself, the Broncos, Elway, he uh, he's he likes he likes Locke, but Locke sucks, dude. And <laughs> doo doo trash, my guy. He's and I had trash. to I had to just see. I was like, do you put Lance or do you put Fields? And I hate doing it, but they need another quarterback. And I'm I'm putting Justin Fields there. I feel like he fits well with Denver. Yo, imagine Justin Fields with like Cortland Sir. Cortland Sutton, Sutton, Judy, yeah, Judy, and no offense, Hamler, yeah. No, I know this guy had weapons in Ohio State. Give me Justin Fields to the Broncos. I I hate it, but I have to do it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I agree. I think Justin Fields is going to Denver. I think you need to. I I don't think Drew Locke is it. I think he'll get Mm -hmm. traded for like a fifth and sixth round pick, like they did with Darnold. I just think he needs a fresh start somewhere behind someone. Fields to Denver. I agree. Yeah. Number 10 for Dallas. I have their defense was horrendous last year. They need all the help they can get literally everywhere. So okay. I have them going with Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. So they need, like I said, they need all the help they can get. So I'm going Caleb Farley. Who you got for Dallas? Now, I like that because that was my – I was like, do they go safety or do they go corner? And by my accounts, they have neither. So I'm going safety, best safety in the draft. Give me Trayvon Morig. 
very simple. They need defense, and I, I don't see where they could go wrong with Trayvon Morig. So, guy's a beast. <laughs> All right, and the New York Giants. Now, the Giants, I know they just got Galladay, but uh, well, you the same case that you made for the Lions, give me Jalen Waddle <laughs> to the Giants. Interesting. I mean, I was looking at like their defense and they need help on defense, but I look at who the Giants are and the Giants are offense you know the more offense they have for Danny Dimes I feel like the more he can succeed so I feel like Waddle is a great speedster and I feel like he's a great deep ball threat because they don't really have one all right I am going on the other side of the ball and I think they're gonna go Micah Parsons linebacker out of Penn State they're not known to really drafting linebackers, but I think they're going to switch it up, and I think they're just going to sure up that defense. It was moving in the right direction last year. Their secondary was lights out, so I think they're going to sure up the quarterback of the defense, the linebacker position, and yeah, that's where I think they're going to go. I think they, I think they're either going, um. Rashawn Slater or Micah Parsons. I think they're either going to go offensive line to protect the quarterback and all that, or they're going to go Micah Parsons linebacker. Mm -hmm. But Micah Parsons is my main pick for them at number 11. Fair enough. I also like the Slater pick going to the Giants too. Slater's another great lineman, but I I still think Sewell's better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, The Eagles – now, this is where they need a lot of help in every sort of way. <laughs> the Eagles, it's amazing how much of a downfall they had since their Super Bowl win. Like, it's absolutely oh, absurd. Oh, it's absolutely it's, amazing. It's crazy. So, I think they're going to give Jalen Hurts a weapon, and that's where I think wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama is going. They're going to have that connection again, Jalen Hurts. I don't know if they were together, but I'm assuming they were. They never played together. No? Okay. No. Uh, yeah, I that, make, that makes sense. Because Tua came in for Jalen Hurts the last half of the national championship game, and then he dipped out to Oklahoma. So, yeah, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. I do think Devontae Smith is going to the Eagles to kind of rejuvenate that offense. Because Jalen Hurts, he looked good, and I, no doubt that he's going to be the starter for the Eagles for the future if he plays anything like he did when he came in for Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some things he needed to work on, but I think it will really help having Devontae Smith there. I agree. Now, only because I put Devonta Smith, you know, a little bit higher – uh, I'm still going the same angle, but this is where I see Jamar Chase coming in. Oh. You know, he's a beast downfield, and he reminds me a lot of Kenny Galladay with some of the catches that he makes. Yeah. I guess I can say the same for Devontae Smith. I just don't see Chase slipping this far. I can't. But, I mean, who knows? But Because, like, 
the top three receivers, man, they're all so good. They but are. it's just a matter of like team needs and exactly do need. But I just I can't see Jamar Chase not being the first or second receiver off the board. But I mean, it's a, it's an interesting angle to look at, man. You know, who knows? I I think a lot of recency bias has to play into it because Jamar Chase sat out, so it's like mm-hmm. you didn't really get that um twenty twenty college year. Remember? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but um, LA Chargers, Chargers. and uh, where you put uh, where you put Justin Herbert to being like a next MVP, in the same way I kind of put Joe Burrow to be a next MVP. You got to protect him. The Chargers line's getting better, but give me Rashawn Slater. I figure if it falls to him or if it falls to the Chargers, this has to be it. Yeah, I am in such agreement with you, dude. I think Rashawn Slater is going to the Chargers at 13. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. I had um, a different lineman going, but I just like, I couldn't. Rashawn Slater has been getting too much hype as of late, and I think he's going to the Chargers. Nice. Glad that we agree. <laughs> All right. Next on is the Minnesota Vikings. And they've kind of, they uh, had a really surefire defense a while ago. So I think they're going to try and rejuvenate that. And I think this is where they pick Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, the edge rusher. Honestly, don't know much about the player. He seems elite. Like, a lot of players coming out of Michigan are elite, and I think they're going pay edge rusher just to kind of give some spark to that defense like they had earlier, like a few years ago. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great pick just because if pay falls to them, amazing. I just don't see pay falling to them, and I agree with the, the defense help, which is why I have – Patrick Sertain the second to come and understudy uh, Patrick Peterson, get all that he can and be an elite corner. True. I think, uh, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense there. Um, yeah. Fucking rights. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. New England. Ah, uh, now. Some rumors with this team and it's so hard to, you can never really pinpoint what, Sir Bill Belichick is going to (laughs) do. See this. I I felt like it was perfect. The Pat or the Patriots in my eyes are trading back. I got them going all the way back down to the Packers pick at 28. So the Packers are trading up. Now who do the Patriots get in exchange? I won't go into detail just yet, but I have an idea for you. So the Green Bay moves up, and I say, and I think they choose the next, uh, the next best receiver, Rondell Moore. Okay. Guys, a route runner. Put him next beside, or put him right beside Adams. You know, and get Lazard uh, to be a number three because I think Lazard is excelling at a number three, or even put him at a number two and let Rondell Moore just come in and tear it up. Interesting. 
Interesting. I have New England staying at 15. And I think they're going to go with Owusu Koromoa. Ah, yes. Notre Dame, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. Because, you know, Hightower, he's getting up there in age. And he's Mm -hmm. not going to be there forever. I know there's a lot of veteran pieces or not necessarily veteran pieces, but there's pieces on the defense that the Patriots signed. And making Patriots, they go in any direction that they want. It's kind of crazy. What they, You can't really guess what they're going to do, but they always kind of beef up their defense as much as they can. So that's why I think they're going to go linebacker, the core of the D. I don't think they're going safety because they just drafted Duggar last year and McCordy's still balling right now. Their cornerbacks, J.C. Jackson just had his best year and Stephon Gilmore still Stephon Gilmore. Yep. Their defensive line has been pretty good as of late. Nothing crazy, but they've been pretty good. So I think they're just going to beef up that linebacking core and just tear it up. That's um, that's who I got. Nice. The Arizona Cardinals at 16. Now, this. They lost Patrick Peterson. You know, they need that secondary to kind of rejuvenate, get younger, but they still want to stay somewhat elite, competitive. That's where they pick Patrick Sertain the second out of Alabama. Oh, okay. Patrick Peterson spot. But I like him going to Minnesota, like you said, but I still think I like him going to Arizona. Okay. Uh, you know, revamp that secondary. And again, I'm on the same line with cornerback. I just have a different one. Give me Asante Samuel Jr. Alrighty. Give me the young surefire corner who had a dad who played corner. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Get him going to the Cardinals. So I like like that we're on the same line there. And I feel like regardless, Arizona's picking corner. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think it'll be J.C. Horn. Yeah, I have him going tad later, but no, I agree. All right, next pick, we got the Raiders, right? And I'm up. Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders. Nice. So uh, their defense, kind of shit. Their offense, they got better. I don't know with Kenyon Drake, I guess you want to say. They're not going to choose another quarterback. So they're going defensive line. Give me Christian Barmore to the Las right. Vegas Raiders. Okay. All right. I have an offensive line going, or a tackle, if you may say. Christian Darsaw out of Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. He is going to the Raiders just to kind of beef that up. They lost Trent Brown to the Pats. So why not beef up? That offensive line, you know, it never hurts. It's a good safety pick. And I think if you give Carr a bit more time, then he can really excel at the quarterback position. So I think that's where they're going. Especially after losing a lot of the offensive line. Yeah. All right, Miami at 18. Now, there's been a lot of talk of them. There's been a lot of talk of them potentially trading back. 
but I think they're going to stay at 18. And they're going to pick Aziz Adjulari from Georgia, the edge rusher. Yep. Well, beef up your offense with one of the best receivers of Jamari Chase. Beef up that defense with an edge rusher. It's, you know, I think it's a good science, and I think it's a good game plan to really build your future. And, yeah, I not really much else to say, but I think Aziz Ojolari is going to Georgia. I mean, when you said about Miami wanting to trade back, I uh, I guess I kind of fell a victim to it because I took that with no grains of salt, and I was like, hell yeah, they are definitely going to trade back. So I have, believe it or not, you want to do a little bit of a drum roll, but I have another trade. The Saints will trade up to the Dolphins okay. pick. And they are going to select J.C. Horn with a little bit of cornerbacks coming a little bit before. I feel like they're going to get scared. And I feel like they're going to trade up to them. Lock down right. a corner because that is a position that they need. And they need bad, especially after that whole Marshawn Lattimore incident going down right now, which is kind of scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> What's happening? I didn't catch it. He was caught in Ohio with an illegal gun. Oh. Yeah. Apparently the people that he was riding around with stole it, but he was like, whoa, like, what is this? Right. And the police came and pulled him over and he immediately gave it to them, but he never called it in. So they kind of, that's an offense for not calling it in. Right. So that is kind of scary, but then there's also the whole thing. We just let Janoris Jenkins go. You know, Gardner Johnson is like a safety slash nickel, so we still need a, a nice corner. And yeah. J.C. Horn, he just looks so good. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of teams are going to pass on him, which makes me, like, really excited to trade up, especially to the Dolphins, who yeah. can trade back, and they can afford to. So Yeah. Welcome rights. I like that. that. That trade makes a lot of sense. I like that a lot. Uh, for my draft board, it's Carolina at 19. But for your draft board, it's the Washington football team. Now, who do you got Washington drafting at <laughs> number 19? I am it's actually... Confusing. It's so confusing to say that because I'm not trying to twist my words because I'm looking at Carolina, but I have to say Washington. But you had to say Washington, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we actually have the same pick. We actually have Trey Lance going to Washington. I just don't have them trading up. Oh. I don't see a lot of teams picking another quarterback. And I think Washington just kind of has it fall right into their lap of Lance. Interesting. But who do you have for the Panthers going? I got them picking Vera Tucker, offensive lineman out of USC. Okay. You know, what did Darnold have? In the Jets, no fucking offensive line. (laughs) And you don't want that again. So he's got true weapons in his boy, Robbie Anderson. They're back. Mm -hmm. Got DJ Moore, who's really, really sculpted himself into a nice player. You know, started off slow, but he's he's generated himself some 
a good skill set to become a good successful receiver, and you got your boy Christian McCaffrey there as well. So obviously Teddy Bridgewater is there, but I do think Darnold he he gives a little bit more. He pushes the ball down the field a bit more. Yeah, there's a bit more risk factor with potential turnovers, but you need that. They, they lost like eight games by one score last year. Yeah, kind of brutal. And and a lot of that could have been switched or I guess reversed if you just were able to take some more risks. So I do think Darnold will success Bridgewater sooner rather than later. And I think you need an offensive lineman to protect him at all costs because he doesn't want PTSD from the Jets. So Oh God, no, please. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah. So I think they're going offensive lineman at 19. I like that. I like that pick. All right. Chicago at 20. All right. Now Chicago kind of shit. All right. But they need – obviously, Allen Robinson is not going to stay there next year. He's waiting for that open market. He's waiting for that better deal. Get his bag. So the Bears, their defense is stacked. They could go corner for some depth, or they even could go linebacker. But – I don't see him do that since Allen Robinson clearly does not want to be there. I say he uh, or the Bears, they pick wide receiver Rashad Bateman. All right. I have them going receiver as well. I think they're going to pick Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Yeah. Because okay. they, they're trading Anthony Miller. They Presumably. Yeah, at least they've put him out onto the market. I don't think they're going to get a whole month, whole ton. And obviously, Allen Robinson, he wants out of Chicago. Don't know why he signed there in the first place, but he wants out of Chicago. What a surprise. So I didn't. I had cornerback going to Chicago, but you brought up good points that wide receiver is a huge need for them. So I'm going to switch my 20 and 21st pick real quick. And I think Rondell Moore is going to go to Chicago at 20 to, you know, add a bit more spark to that wide receiving core. Okay. Now, as for Indy at 21, this is where I think they will go cornerback and pick Asante Samuel Jr. To, you know, give that little bit of security on the back end for Carson Wentz so he can kind of be his 2017 self because – you know, he did very well in 2017 when he, barring injury, should have gone on to win MVP. And Eagles had one of the better defenses in the league. So I think if the Colts can kind of bring that security blanket for Carson Wentz, he can kind of let it fly a bit more. And who was that receiver out of uh, USC that they drafted? Pittman. Pittman. I knew it started with a P. But I can, he's he came into his own last year, and then especially behind yeah, he was pretty decent. Especially behind that offensive line uh, led by Quentin Nelson, I think Carson Wentz can maybe respark, maybe not full um, revamp, but I I think he can uh, do well. And I think if you draft a defense to give him security, I think it could really work out. So I think they're going to go Asante Samuel Jr. Out of Florida State University. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Now, this is where if anyone's listening and if anyone knows football, this pick is really is if you're not infuriated by my mock draft already, then then you don't know what you're saying or you don't know what you're doing. But this just makes so much sense to me. Who did Carson Wentz love in Philadelphia or what position did he love that wasn't quarterback? Running he back? Loved, no, he loved the tight end, dude. Oh. Now I haven't put I I haven't put him in any other position because I just don't see it being smart. But tell me why Kyle Pitts to the Indianapolis Colts isn't the smartest place for him to go. You know what I mean? Like a lot of teams are gonna have to pass on him for it to happen, which is why it's called a mock draft. Okay. But this just makes so much sense. I could even see the Colts trading up to get Kyle Pitts because Carson Wentz loves the tight end position. You know, he has Jack Doyle. He has uh, the big tall guy, Mo Alley-Cox, but he doesn't have Trey Burton. Trey Burton's gone. And he used to play with Trey Burton. So give me the best tight end in this draft, Kyle Pitts for the Colts. They're going to have to trade up for Kyle Pitts. They they have to. I know they'll have to, but like – when you texted me saying Kyle Pitts is in the top ten, I was thinking maybe he slipped down to like top fifteen. I didn't yeah, think, but now we're getting into the twenties. <laughs> like that is, I completely forgot that you didn't say Kyle Pitts's name. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? There's, I think there's a lot more teams within the top ten that could use a tight end, and I don't see him going outside the top five. But there is, but this, I, I just don't see it being smart for any of the teams in the top 10, even though they totally could, and then they just totally could totally flop on that other position where they might need. I could so, see Indy maybe giving up a huge haul to Atlanta for the number four spot and then picking Yeah, pick. if they want to trade out, yeah. But Atlanta, I don't, if they're trading back, I don't know if Atlanta wants to move out of the top 15 or top 12. Yeah. So they're gonna have to get a lot from Indy to, you know, definitely like a first round, yeah, in like coming years, yeah, like three first round picks, like a ton, yeah, so, no, yeah, exactly. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, pick twenty two, Tennessee. I uh, I have Vera Tucker going to uh, the Titans. Okay. Beef up the O line, short and sweet. The Titans, they don't really need a lot. Maybe don't defense, maybe not. But if you want Derrick Henry to keep being Derrick Henry, you got to give him another lineman. And Vera Tucker just goes. I am sticking to the O-line, and I'm going Tevin Jenkins from OSU. You know, he's powerful in the run game. He's good at finishing in the run game. And what offense is more run-heavy than the Tennessee Titans? Not a lot. (laughs) not, Not a lot. So why not go with a good run-blocking offensive lineman in Tevin Jenkins? It only makes sense, in my opinion. So, yeah, short and sweet, offensive lineman to Tennessee for both of us. Next, the New York Jets via Seattle, the Jamal Adams trade. I think they're going edge rusher because I think they need to get after the quarterback. I think they're going Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Nothing more to say. The Jets need a lot of pieces, so and I still think they can get a really top O line 
O-lineman in the second round because they they have the, what, 60, no, 34th pick? Yeah, 34th, yeah. So they're going to get a good offensive lineman at that point, so I think they're going to try and get to the quarterback on defense. So I think they're going edge rusher. Jalen Phillips. I'm looking at my draft board now, and I'm kind of thinking like, hmm, yeah, they could do that. Or they could also get uh, Zach Wilson, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty nice running back, if you know what I'm saying. Give me Najee Harris to the Jets. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that like, come on, Zach Wilson getting the clearly best running back in this draft. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. If you're going to go offense, you got to go offense hard. Fair enough. Because so, they just signed Corey Davis in the offseason. He came coming off his best year, so maybe he turns into something. Maybe. Perriman, you still got Crowder there. No more Perriman. No more Perriman. No, he's on the Lions now. Ah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, like. That's how smart I am. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I could just see Najee Harris going to the Jets in that position just because. And the smarter thing would probably go defense. I agree, but they have like a great they have a great pick at the thirty fourth overall pick, and there's still so many edge rushers or linebackers. So put it all out on the table. Exactly, I respect that. The Pittsburgh Steelers at twenty four. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They wanted Najee Harris, but they didn't get him. So who do they draft? They draft another running back, and they go with Javante Williams. Not Travis Etienne because it doesn't fit their style, but Javante Williams, kind of like that bowling ball kind of back. And I like this. They wanted Najee Harris, but the Jets, in my eyes, drafted Najee Harris before. So Javante Williams to the Steelers. You see – you're wrong, and I'm right, and I think they are picking Najee Harris from Alabama <laughs> to beef up that offense because, you know, a guy by the name of James Conner couldn't stay healthy. So I think they get Najee Harris just to make that offense even more special. Although, Ben, Big Ben, I do think that he's holding them back. And I think they are going to draft a quarterback in the later rounds. Because yeah. I don't think Mason Rudolph is it. Potentially the second round. But yeah, Najee Harris, him, Juju, Washington, Claypool. Uh, who's the other guy? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Johnson, Clay, uh, Ebron? Nope. Him too. Johnson, Claypool, Smith, Schuster. Uh, I didn't say Johnson, I said Washington. Oh, okay, yeah, Deontay Johnson. I was thinking Johnson. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, like Claypool is the number two on that team now. He has to be after his rookie year. Yeah, you think so, right? It, who do you who do you have first, Claypool or Smith Schuster? You see, I like Claypool more, but I mean, I think you got to respect Juju as. Like, I, in my eyes, I think Deontay Johnson is the clear number one, just because of how many targets he gets a game. Yeah, he just drops a lot of balls. Exactly. But 
Yeah, no, I think Najee Harris, though, I think he's going to Pittsburgh just to shore up that running back position. Okay, okay. All right, Jacksonville at 25. I think they go wide receiver here to give to – give do, do we have the same pick? Ones. Three, two, one. Kadarius Harris Tur- Marshall Jr. Damn yes. it. So wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, you have Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was fun, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were not even close. Not even close whatsoever. <laughs> you had a hyphenated name. I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. But, yeah, we both had wide receiver just to give Trevor Lawrence some more weapons to add on to DJ Chark, and I think it only makes sense. Yeah, that was kind of my idea, too, and I just thought I think Terrace – is a better pick than uh, than Tony, but you never know. All right, Cleveland at twenty six. Uh, Browns very good on defense, stellar on offense, but I think they get some depth or they get like a new old lineman. Give me Tevin Jenkins. All right, I got J.C. Horn of South Carolina just to shore up that secondary along with Denzel Whoa. Ward. Just to really beef that up. Yeah, seriously. Oh. Fucking depth right there, man. <laughs> so I think I think that's the route they're going. I mean, just yeah. Nothing much else to say. But okay, he's, still, he's still a cornerback and I think he can even take over and just if you can cover the guys and keep the offense off the field, turnovers, all that sorts of stuff. Yeah. Baker a lot more chances to Work some magic, so um, yeah, going J.C. Horn, Baltimore at twenty-seven. I am picking Joseph Osai, Ed Rusher, coming out of Texas. I okay, okay. Just because some of their pieces are getting older on defense, Mm -hmm. and losing Judon. Yeah, Judon, Clay's Campbell's getting getting up there in age. I think they need to attack the pass rusher, so nothing better than an edge rusher. So I think they're going Joseph Osai out of Texas. Right. And I like that Ravens kind of view where, you know, you could go edge. And like you said, Clay's Campbell's getting old. So why not draft an interior defensive lineman as in Levi? I'm going to fuck up his last name. <laughs> on Woozerike. <laughs> I don't know if that was right or wrong, but I mean, like you said, gotta beef up the uh, the D line after losing so much, and a lot of it's getting old. So, yeah, that's where I'm kind of leaning. All right, twenty eight. You got Miami via yeah. trade from New Orleans. Via trade from New Orleans, and exactly who you had for Miami? Edge rusher Aziz. And again, I'm gonna fuck up this last name, man. Ojulari. Ojulari. Yeah, exactly. So we're at the same pick. Same player going to Miami, just different spots. Exactly. Fair enough. I respect that. I got Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. Oh yeah. Okay. I think just, you know, like I've been saying this whole draft, there's nothing better than sharing up the, like, most slept on. But like quite important piece of your defense is the middle of the field, right? A lot of 
pieces go through that. There's a lot of it's like you said earlier. It's the quarterback of the defense, right? You need to shore up that spot, and mm-hmm. why not? Especially with a team like New Orleans. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, no, I I totally cool. agree with that one. Twenty nine Green Bay Packers. You know the obvious pick. Well, the Green Bay Packers for me, New England Patriots for you. You drafted them a receiver, but I don't think Green Bay is smart enough to draft a receiver because they're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I think they're going with Levi, whatever his last name is, defensive. Like, okay, yeah. Boston. Just just to beef that, that defensive line, I do think a guy who is still on my board but is off of yours, I do think they should go Rashad Bateman. Yep. Miami. But I just – I don't see them drafting a receiver. They know it's a need, but they if they didn't do it last year, then I don't think they're going to do it this year. Because I think last year's receiving class was a little bit more deeper. Okay. And if they didn't do it last year, then they're a bunch of clowns and they're not going to do it this year. So I think they're going to just go defensive linemen. But who do, you, who do you got the Patriots picking? So, like I was saying, with the trade back that they get obviously green bay they they're gonna trade back again (laughs) (laughs) they just came out with a statement saying that aaron Rodgers is our guy right and now it's like okay green bay well what the fuck like why the hell did you draft jordan love well you know why they wanted to get jordan love that one year experience and you know who loves that one year of experience Bill fucking Belichick. So that's why Jordan Love was part of that trade back and the Patriots get Jordan Love. So how psyched are you? Wow. Because Cam is not the answer. But he's not. And, I don't know and why like we signed him. Exactly. And like you said, uh, <laughs> the Patriots, they probably don't need a safety. But with uh, the linebackers that you had going first, they weren't on my draft board for the Patriots. So I got them the next best safety in Richie Grant because McCourty's getting up there in age. Why not learn from one of the best, right? Fair enough. So, yeah, Patriots draft Richie Grant at the uh, the trade back position, but they also get Jordan Love, who wow. had the year of experience from Green Bay. And I thought you'd like that. I thought it'd be a. I I would like that. I would like that. I want Jarrett Stidham. Sucks. He's trash. Yep. He's doo doo trash. He's hot garbage. Every mm-hmm. adjective you got is what he is. I'm sure he's a good guy. Sure, I'll, I'll have a beer. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a beer with Jarrett. But he's just like, he's had chances. But like, he's thrown so many inaccurate passes. And I, I like, I just don't think he's it. So I do think we are going to get a quarterback, which we'll explain after. But I would be happy with Jordan Love. Nice. At 30, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, your defense kind of let you down in the playoffs. Your offense is so high-powered. You missed out on Najee Harris, but that's fine, okay, because you still have two solid running backs. So who do you go for? You go for the linebacker, Jamin Davis. All right. Solid pick. You can't go wrong with there. Nothing flashy about this guy, but he's solid. You have no one in the middle. You got to get someone who can lay the hit and lay the wood. That's what she said. 
That's exactly what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I am going Tyson Campbell, cornerback out of Georgia. Sure up that secondary. You're going to be facing... I mean, obviously, there's not a ton of good receivers in the AFC East, but, I mean, come playoff time, because I think the AFC East is Buffalo's to lose, in my opinion, even though Miami is making a resurgence. I think those are the top two teams now, and... The AFC East, Patriots made a lot of push. I, AFC East is getting younger, but I do think it's still Buffaloes. And you're going to be facing a lot of top receivers in the playoffs, so I think you got to kind of build for that. So build through the draft, Tyson Gamble out of Georgia. I think that's where they're going. Nice. All right, Baltimore via KC through a big trade, which I think KC fleeced Baltimore, but that's just my personal opinion. Oh my god, absolutely, yeah. dude! That is that is insane, and yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I have, you know, the Ravens. I have them selecting uh, an edge. You know, they got their D line, but they need an edge, and that's Jalen Phillips. All right. I have them going receiver because Marquise Brown, if he's your number one, then you are in fucking trouble. So I have them going Rashad Bateman out of Miami. Uh, This is where you put Bateman, huh? Okay. I do. I think – I know it's a run-heavy offense. I know that. But you still can't be given away that you're going to run the ball every single time. You still need weapons on the outside to kind of be a little bit unpredictable. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think you got to go receiver to give Lamar Jackson a little bit more of a weapon other than Marquise Brown. Other than Marquise, yeah. No, I totally agree. So I think you just bring in another receiver just to kind of spread that offense out and keep the defense on their toes. I like it. Tampa Bay at 32 in the last pick of the first round. I, you go first because I'm still kind of thinking about I've heard some rumors. There's so much happen. Tampa could do in this position, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of rumors, exactly what you said, but they're so young on the defense. It's so hard to go wrong. And the only place that I can figure is Jason Pierre-Paul is getting old. You know, he's an edge rusher, so they got to draft another edge rusher, and that's Jason Away. Yo, no fucking way. We had the same pick? Same pick. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's go, son. Let's fucking go. Give me that. Let's go. Oh, my God. See, it just it's the only one that makes sense in my eyes because everyone's going to be gone by the time they get to that pick, and he's just going to be there. And how did they win the Super Bowl? They fucking got pressure on the quarterback. On Mahomes, right? So, so right after JPP comes in and gets a sack, there's Jason away just coming right right back at him. Yeah. And it brings me back to, like, the New York Giants. You know, they won their Super Bowl. They had pressure. What did they do mm-hmm. next draft? They kept drafting along the defensive line because exactly. they won them games. And they went on to win another Super Bowl years later. So... I do think they should attack their strength, and that's on the defensive line, especially when you're bringing back Levante David, who is like a pass-rushing linebacker. You yep. have Barrett. You have Vita Vey. Like you got weapons, and why not add to that through the draft? Jason Oye. But 
I did hear through Todd McShay, mm-hmm. right? ESPN draft analyst. I think he's through ESPN. He has a uh, pod. He was on a podcast with Mel Kuyper. They the Vegas over under for QBs drafted. Take a guess what the line's at. The over under, or like the line about how like how many. Four and a half. Five and a half. So they're yeah, a, Jesus. So they're given a potential sixth quarterback to be drafted in the first round. And I've heard rumors. I've heard roomies <laughs> that Kyle Trask could be going I knew you were about to say Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask could be going to Tampa Bay. He is a quarterback who needs a lot of time. Tom yep. Brady, he's forty three and it's gonna sound absurd saying this but he ain't retiring anytime soon no which is fucking unreal that he's not retiring anytime soon and he's 43 years old but who better to learn from the guy tom Tom brady Brady. and you got a good receiving core in tampa that's why it's kind of who knows but i do think you can attack him in the second round and like maybe i do too i do too and this is what makes this whole pick interesting as well because Think about what Bruce Arians was saying this year, right? He was like, oh, if I win a Super Bowl, I'm going to retire. That was a win-now sort of mode. And do you think Bruce Arians is the type of guy to give a fuck about anything about saving for the future? If he doesn't win this year, he's retiring again, which is why it's so hard for me to say, because I want to put Kyle Trask there as well. But Arians does not have that mentality of – He's in win now. For, for the future. Yeah. Exactly. He's win now, and that is the pick that makes sense for a win now rather than a, yeah. whoever the fuck is coming to coach after me. Because I think edge rushers can make immediate impact, and they're kind of looking. Oh, 100%. At- Anyone on the defense can, in my eyes. So I think that's a good pick for them. Now, uh, that is the 2021 NFL mock draft from – Hayden and I. Now, Hayden, their Patriots didn't draft a quarterback, and I really want them to get a quarterback within the first two rounds. Whether mm-hmm. I'm completely wrong and they trade up and get Fields or Lance, I'll be static for that. Like I'll be happy. I know I'm hesitant on OSU quarterbacks, but I do think they do kind of want to attack the dual threat scheme. Yep. Sports in New Especially England, they do like that. So if they somehow get like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I would be ecstatic for that if they trade up. Now, there's two quarterbacks that I would be really happy with if the Patriots drafted him. Now, if you did any sort of tape or research on the latter half, latter quarterbacks that are projected to be drafted in the second round or later rounds, do you have some sort of idea who I'd be happy with the Patriots drafting? Uh, I feel like I'd have a pretty good idea just because it, they, some of them could strike your fan or could stroke your fancy. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you three guesses to guess two of them. I'll give you four. Okay. Okay. And you said in the second round, well, it's, I don't know if you're about that Kyle Trask life just because of how much developing he needs. But my first pick 
my, my my top two picks would either be Jamie Newman or Davis Mills. Davis Mills is one. Okay, but you're not looking at okay. Then Kellen Mond has to be the other one, right? Yes. Or am I wrong? Yes, but I was also. I think I'd be really happy with him. I can't. I'll be honest. I kind of forgot about him, so I'll give you a third. I would be happy with him, but I'll give you a third quarterback because I have a, I have a guy in mind that I, I've followed throughout college, and I'd be happy to have just because he's an absolute gamer. Oh God. Okay. Well, if that's the case, we're moving past second round here. Yeah, I think he's gonna go in like the. F- he could go fourth, like fourth. Or, or fifth. That's who I'm thinking. Okay, then. <laughs> Is it Ian Book? No. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. One more guess, and then I'll reveal my answer. Fuck. Uh... Zach Thomas? Nope. Damn. Horns up, baby. Sam Ellinger. Oh, it is Sam Ellinger. God damn it. Okay. He's an absolute gamer, and I love everything about him. He takes the hits. He's a physical quarterback. He is. Just, I... He might not be the best quarterback. His passing accuracy might be out of not the best, but dude, he's an absolute winner. And I, he is. I just like he just he dives for pylons. He hits sticks people. He's he's a decently big body and something about him. He's just an absolute fucking gamer. It's and, like Cam Newton at Auburn. Yeah, and I would be like I would just be happy to have him on the Patriots and just I don't know. For some reason, he's just like it's a name I know. I followed him through since high school throughout college because I watched that Elite Eleven that Trent Dilfer yeah. does and stuff. And him and Davis Mills were in the same Elite Eleven thing. And yeah, I've just been watching Sam Ellinger throughout college at Texas, and he's just an absolute. He's born to win, so I'd just be happy to have him. But I agree. This kind of brings me on to another question. What is a position that you want New Orleans to attack more in the later rounds of the draft? Uh this wide receiver draft is pretty I wouldn't say deep, but it's it's hot and it's heavy right at like the top right at the top of the draft, right? Like there's no big names but i'd love to see new orleans attack receivers because it is a pretty deep draft and if you look on like cbs standings and ratings you see a lot of receivers that are already in like top 100 players of drafts you know what i mean like yeah in their rankings there's 14 receivers in the top 100 which is insane and their o-line is beefy they're all young on good contracts their defensive line and like edge maybe maybe kind of filling in for someone other than cam jordan could be a play for them but i'd love to see them get an actual wide receiver that isn't named traquan smith it's just getting old hearing him wanting to be the number two like he's not that good i'm sorry he makes some catches but if we're rolling out Jameis Winston, okay, man's needs another number two receiver. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I could also see Terrace Marshall Jr. 
falling to us at 28 if we don't draft up. Yeah. But I could also see us trying to trade up for J.C. Horn. So wide receiver is probably like the biggest need. I wouldn't say quarterback just yet. We could probably wait on quarterback till next year. But, yeah, wide receiver. I'd want to see how Winston does in the offense for a full season before you attack quarterback. I think it's only fair to him. Oh, yeah. Assuming we do play Winston and not Hill. (laughs) I think if you don't play Winston, you're kind of dumb. Yeah, the system's already built for around a pass – uh, pocket yeah. pass quarterback so yeah yeah so i think it's only uh fair to give winston a little shot but that's the nfl mock draft thank you again hayden for coming on another episode of left side heavy of course let, man. The, let the people know where they can find you all the socials what you got going socials and... twitter handles yeah it's all the same hayden underscore barton uh pretty basic don't really don't really do anything. Just kind of working, kind of vibing, you know. Living excited life. for the uh, exactly excited for the NFL. Looking to start up a, a best ball draft league, you know, in the coming months here, just to just have some fun. Because for I've sure, been, been like really, really fucking with best ball the other the past couple of days. So, or the past couple of weeks, I should say. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. And you guys know where to find me at Jevin at Jevin.lefave on Instagram, at Jevin Lefave on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so you can help your boy move up in the ranks. It would help a lot moving forward and growing the show. And once again, Hayden, I appreciate everything. And this is one hell of an experience. Let me see if I can get I think my over under for how many picks I got right would be one and a half, because no, no, okay. Are you trying, are you saying like anything outside of the well, top three? Outside of the top, if we're t- counting the top three, I'll say five and a half. Okay, I'll I say, I say seven and a half. I think I'm pretty. I think I'm. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a ton of fun. But anyways, that's episode thirty-two, of Left Side Heavy, and we'll see you guys next week.